Good morning, church family. Well, as you heard from Pastor Luke that uh, he's working on getting stronger, he'll be back next week, Lord willing. Uh, had a great opportunity to visit him in the ER if he wanted a staff meeting. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, what was awesome about visiting pastors, I mean, here he has a blood clot in his lung and uh, just said he has total peace. He's right where the Lord wants him and just trusting the Lord. And so right then, uh, as well, I was already saying this to myself in my head. You better be ready to preach when he says, you better be ready to preach. So, um, But th that's when God laid it on my heart to preach about faith and that we are in a faith walk. And then with everything coming to light with Forrest and Susie Stevens, what they're going through, uh, the scripture that I picked, I was like, okay, Lord, you knew this before uh, before time began, that this was the moment. And then as a witness at 8 a.m. church service, uh, Forrest was here worshiping the Lord. And knowing uh, there's a man here worshiping that is about to be a widow, widower. And he's still saying God is. And that's a testament to all of us that God is good all the time. And so we're going to walk through this scripture as encouragement to each of our hearts uh, that we can trust him. In fact, we can put all of our faith, all of our hope, and everything we are into Jesus Christ. and He'll never disappoint us. So let's dive all in here. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Let's stand as we read God's word together. Well, I'll read it. You just do it in your head. But it says, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we're away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that pierces through. We thank you for your truth 
that speaks to each heart. And so, Lord, I just pray that your message would go out from your spirit, not my strength, not any power of our own messenger, but it's you, the message. It's you, it's your truth. And so, Father, encourage our hearts, strengthen us, and help us to unite together in glorifying you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So church family, uh, this section we just read was on my heart, and then even more so to preach this and to share this uh, with Forrest this morning, and knowing that it's not meant to harm, and it's the same thing here, it's meant to encourage. So I'm going to train you, hopefully you'll be on board with me. Verse 7 is our key. Verse 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm going to cue you, church, I want you to say that back to me. We walk by faith and not by sight. So church, what or why, I'll ask, we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, so we say it, do we believe it? Because this whole world around us is going to try to convince us that what we see is bad, so God must be bad. But we walk by faith and not by sight. All of our circumstances are going to try and point to God isn't good, but is God good? All the time? So we can say yes, but then we got to walk out this faith journey. And first, Paul, he tells us of this fleshly tent. He says, we know that in this tent, in this flesh, this is our earthly home. And though it is destroyed, we, his children, have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Paul, being a tent maker, is giving us an analogy, but then also he changes it later on. And we'll get there, but he changes it, and he says, we have inside this earthly tent, and I would call mine a circus tent, not, be, not because of the bigness, but because of the craziness in here. But I don't know where your tent is at. Maybe it's been you know, put up, put down too many times and getting worn out. I don't know. Maybe you were here for helping hands, and you're just glad you're alive. We all have this tent, and when we look at each other, we're here. We move, we have our being, and this fleshly tent is what we see. But if we don't see each other, we're at home with the Lord. And I can tell you, there's a longing, if you're his child, there is a longing in your heart to see him face to face. Raise your hand. You have that longing to be with the Lord. Mary Lee was the first one up. Good job, Mary Lee. We want to see our Savior face to face. We want to see our Lord. But guess what, church? We... Oh, boy. All right. Reset. They couldn't hear you on the Internet, okay? Church, we... Do we? Do we walk by faith no matter what this world is telling us? Paul says it again, 
For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. And if indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but we would be further clothed. So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. And I want you to circle verse 4. He's telling us an analogy that doesn't make sense. Because in this tent, he says, when this tent is no more, I have a heavenly dwelling and I get swallowed up by life. What does our sight say? Our sight says when I'm out of this tent, I'm no longer. I'm dead. No, God tells us that's not the gospel. That's not the truth. When I'm out of this tent, when the circus tent is done and in the trash, in the ground, I get swallowed up by life. Do you know Jesus that way? Is he your life? Do you have that internal guarantee from God himself that you won't die? The, the tent... It, it'll be buried, it'll turn to dust, but are you going to be swallowed up by life? Just six days ago, there was a funeral here that I got to preach, and I got to share this aunt of my new Jesus Christ, and she passed from life to what? Life, amen! Why? Because? We're going to have to do this again, guys? Or... Come on, I'm used to teaching the junior hires. They're, gonna, they're screaming at the top of their lungs, so I need your help. Don't scream it. Then we'll do it in our quiet voice. <laughs> Church, what do we do? It's hard. Circumstances come at you, and you would say, but Lord, why this? And I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And you would say, Lord, but why the pain? Why the sorrow? Because if you're facing it and you're in it, God is near. He's near to the brokenhearted. He's drawing near. He will not despise a humbled spirit or a broken heart. This whole world, again, is going to try and convince you. And Paul is telling us, do not be discouraged. We can find a confidence here that we're swallowed up by life. In fact, the Old Testament believers, and I'm quoting Isaiah 22:23, it says that faith to Old Testament believers was a sure thing, something that was absolute, something totally they say that you can hang a peg on it, a secure thing. How many, I don't know how many of you are drywallers or ever tried to hang a picture. You ever missed the stud? Okay, good. I'm not the only one. Eight o'clock and never even heard of drywall, I think. So uh, <laughs> you can look in my garage and it looks like something just bore a bunch of holes. That's me trying to find the stud. And I'm like, oh, there we go. We finally get a sure thing, right? Okay. This is what faith is. 
what is that thing that you have hung your peg on? And for each of us, it's going to be different. I can tell you that uh, the scriptures are going to be able to speak to each of us, no matter our circumstance, no matter what we're going through. If you feel alone, here's the peg. God says he'll never leave us or forsake us. Are you alone? Can you hang on that? You're going to rip the drywall out. Every thing that we look for in Scripture is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. It is solid. It is believable. It is the promises of God. We can put our faith and hope in it. Verse 4 tells us that. Don't be discouraged when you see a brother or sister where the tent has come off and they're swallowed up by life because he who has prepared us for this thing is God and he has given us the spirit as a guarantee. Now, I don't know about you guys. Verse 5 tells me that the Holy Spirit in me is a guarantee. How many of you like guarantees? Yeah, I, I'm, you'll go to any store and they're like, you want a you three-year extended warranty on that toaster? Like, yeah, sure, why not? The fine print is you have to save the receipt, right? I've lost the receipt before I even got to the parking lot. That everybody wants a guarantee, everybody wants it, but do you know that God places it in us? He seals us. He gives us a guarantee that we can hang our faith on. Do you have that faith? That was a good time if you have it to say yes. (laughs) We're not walking by faith, we're walking by sight. So be of good courage. Church, be of good courage. We're always of good courage, Paul tells us. We know that we are at home in the body, but we're away from the Lord, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, we're of good courage, because we would all rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. When we start talking about walking by faith and not by sight, Hebrews 11.1, 1, and I'm going to head there read it to you. Hebrews 11.1 1 always comes into play for me. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And if you read on, Hebrews will tell us again, the very things that we see in this world that were made were made by God that is not seen. His breath, his words that spoke everything to, into existence and church, we walk what, how? Do you have faith in that? Do you have faith in God who no matter what circumstance he puts you in, you'll praise him? Because there's fiery trials out there waiting just for you who don't bow. There's a fiery furnace waiting for all of us that if you can think about the first martyr, Stephen, preaching to everyone and being stoned and heaven opened up and he said, behold, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God and he's being murdered to 
Did God take him out of that? Swallowed him up by life. But this tent was destroyed. Jesus, come on up. Are you ready for that kind of walk? You ready for that kind of faith, church? No matter what is coming at you, you're like, okay, I'll follow. Yes, Lord, no matter what circumstance it is. Cranked up seven times. You see, when I start thinking about walking by faith and not by sight, uh, there's a good example. I use this in El Salvador, so I'm going to use it now. When I was growing up, the youth pastors would uh, say that this chair would represent faith. This chair represents faith, and you've got to put your faith in it to sit down. Anybody ever heard this analogy before? Raise your hand. Okay, well, I'm going to change it, and Shay is going to come up here and help me change it. And it's, I didn't invent this. This is just what the scripture is telling us. Church, how do we walk? So Shay, do you see a chair here? Do you have faith that this chair will hold you? You hesitated, yeah. You're a big guy. I am too. Those little chairs, they don't do it for us. I'm really scared of them. I'm like, what's the weight limit on this thing? Okay, it says shade-proof. So, have a seat. I didn't put a hacksaw to it. He's really looking. Okay, so they would tell us that that was Shay putting faith in the chair by sitting down. But I'm going to change it up. Shay, stand up, buddy. How do we walk, church? Perfect, Shay. You're going to have to lean down. So I want to make, shut those eyes. All right, Shay, hold it really tight, but can you see anything? All right, do you know that there is a chair? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you can't see? Do I got to put a clip on your nose? No, I can't. All right, do you trust me? Yes, somewhat. He said somewhat after that. I'm going to lead you up a step. Ready? You're going to go up now. Now take two steps towards me. Now have I left you or forsaken you in any way? No. Do you trust me? Yes. There's a chair somewhere. <laughs> Without feeling or moving, talk me through what's going on in your brain right now. Uh, I hope that I sit down in a chair. <laughs> So there's a hope. Faith is the substance of things we hope for. Now, Shay hopes, and he knows I'm honoring. He hopes that he can put his faith in me. Right? Are you putting your faith in the chair? Or me? How do we walk, church? Shay, if you trust me, have a seat without feeling around. <laughs> it was there. You were scared, weren't you? <laughs> you could see him start to come back. 
All right, thank you. You can have the towel, even. This is each of our walk. You're, you're blinded and you're like, God, I can't do this. It hurts right now. And he's like, no, sit and hang on my word that I will never leave you or forsake you. And this is each of us. But Lord, it's scary. And he goes, I know. Trust me. Can we trust his word? Will he ever leave us or forsake us? Does he have a salvation for us? You see, Paul is actually telling us the very same thing about the gospel that we believe. Jesus, did he have a tent? Whoa, hold on, back up. All right, right, church. Jesus, did he have an outward tent of flesh? Did he die? Flesh was buried. But then it rose on the third day and he was swallowed up by life. That's our hope. We can sit in that. We can say, yes, Lord, you can save me because Jesus did it. And he's promised his whole church that same salvation. How do we walk? Trust him? Even when it's bad? Do we? Because we doubt. And Shay was perfect. We waver. We're like, Lord, is it true? Are you good? And he is. Don't believe what the world is telling you. They want to convince you that he's not good. Every circumstance will convince you, but you've got to get the scripture you're hanging on to. Lord, I feel alone. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Lord, is this suffering from your hand? Can I praise you in it? And like Job, dive in. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. No matter what you're walking through in your faith walk, there's a scripture for you. You can hang your peg on it. But are you fighting? Some of us are just fighting the very, Lord, do you love me? And he would say, that he demonstrated his own love for us. Even that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we can hang our peg there that he loves me that much, that he gave himself for me. Lord, if you gave yourself for me, how can I walk for you? You want my hands? You want my heart? You want my thoughts? You want my desires? Okay, Lord, can I sit down on that? How do we walk, church? Then let's continue to walk it out, trusting him, putting all our faith, all our hope, everything that we are, and hanging it on Jesus Christ, the rock that doesn't move, our refuge, our stronghold. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that nothing this world throws at us can come against your word. Even hell itself cannot move the peg that is solid in Jesus Christ. 
And so, Lord, we pray for that peace. We pray as the ripple goes through, we pray, Lord, for your word to be sealed in our hearts, that we can trust you, that we can put our faith in you. And no matter what we see, we're walking by faith in you and you alone. And thank you, Lord, that you never disappoint. You are faithful, even when we're not. And you love us. Call us to your side, Lord. Call us to the rock of Jesus Christ. May we know you above all things. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand, we're going to sing, Jesus Loves Me. And I, at first I thought this was the little kid one. I was all pumped. But it's the Chris Tomlin one. And if you're dealing in any way, whether you're doubting, fearing, I'd love to pray with you. Come to the altar. Just walk by faith, not by sight. Let's sing.